Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 100-Year Real Estate Investor. We're your host, Jake and Gino, and this is the show dedicated to long-term personal financial engineering. Gino, how's it going? Jake, I am doing very good. You got my spirits up today. How are you doing? That's what I'm here for, big guy. And uh, and I know we have some spirit coming in a second here. We have uh, Kristen Kolka. She is a 100-year real estate investor team member who specializes in the dual asset strategy. So without further ado, Kristen, welcome back. Well, thank you. And yes, I have a lot of spirit. I'm the cheerleader of 100-year real estate. <laughs> That's right. That is right. So I'm, I'm really excited about today's show because I think we're going to break things down and give a little peek behind the curtain because we have tailored policies. So let's dive into it and tell the folks basically what we do, how we specially design the 100-year real estate investor policies and what they look like. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is really important because the concept and the strategy of using cash value, whole life insurance towards real estate investing, uh, towards other big purchases is becoming really popular. And because of that, there's a lot of insurance agents out there that are kind of jumping on the bandwagon, right? And saying, oh, we can do this too. We can do this too. Uh, you know, and certainly you can design a policy where you can borrow against it and build up cash value. But in order to have the most efficient policy possible, we have specific criteria that we look for, not only in our products, but also in our carriers to make sure that our clients are getting the best design with their policies. Mm-hmm. Quick, just for the folks out there, if you're listening on the on the iTunes or Spotify, there is a uh, presentation on YouTube to go along with it. So if you want to check that out, that's that's there for you as well. So just want to give you know the max value here, guys. Yeah, All right? yeah. And we'll go into some numbers. So it might be good to have that visual. So one of the first things that we look for is the type of carrier structure, whether it's owned by its stockholders or whether it's a mutually owned company. And mutually owned companies are owned by their policyholders. Stock owned companies are owned by their shareholders. That is a really big distinction there because with a mutual insurance company, when those companies are profitable, they're not sharing those profits with shareholders right? They're sharing those profits directly with their policyholders. And so policyholders will get an annual dividend in the years that the insurance company is profitable. Um, So we choose to work with mutual insurance companies because of that. Um, Also because, you know, since they are owned by their policyholders, they're going to be more responsive to the needs and concerns of the policyholders instead of the needs and concerns of the shareholders who are really just concerned about maximizing their profits. So number one, on a specially designed policy, we're looking for mutual companies. Exactly. Next, we're looking for how financially stable that company is. When you buy a whole life insurance policy, you are planning to have that policy in place for the rest of your life. That could be 50 years, 75 years, 100 years. Um, And so we want to make sure that the carrier that we place that policy with is going to be able to meet its obligations for the very long term. So all of the carriers that we work with have been around for at least 100 years. They are all very highly rated by credit bureaus, which means that the credit bureaus are seeing that they uh, do have plenty of assets to meet their liabilities, to meet their obligations. And we also look for companies that have not missed a year of paying dividends in 100 plus years. Mm -hmm. 
It's really so, important. Everybody. Yeah. Let, me go, let me recap there real quick. That go means going back to the Great Depression of the 20s and 30s. That means going back to the Great Recession of 2008. So you're looking for mutual company with financial stability, 100 years plus and not missing those dividends. Yep. So if you think about where we are today as a country, we've been dealing with this pandemic for a couple of years now. Um, the economy is a little tricky. We're dealing with inflation. It's a weird uh, economy. Yeah. <laughs> and so these carriers have really been through it all. You know, they've been through pandemics, they've been through recessions, they've been through depressions. And so they know how to invest their portfolio to make sure that they're able, they're positioned to get through those events. It sounds like we're saying this is whole life for life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The next thing that we look for, and this is very important when it comes to borrowing against your policy, is whether that carrier is a direct recognition company or a non-direct recognition company. A direct recognition company will pay a lower dividend if you take a loan against your policy. With non-direct recognition, they do not recognize that you've taken a loan when they pay a dividend. So you're not missing out on growing your cash as you use it. We only work with non-direct recognition companies. We want to make sure that our clients are getting the same dividend, whether or not they've borrowed against their policy. So recap, once again, mutual company, financial stability, and we're working with non-direct recognition companies. Exactly. Now, this is a little bit more, you know, in the weeds, but we also have to have very specific products and very specific features inside those products to make our design work. Um, so as everyone knows, number one, we only work with whole life insurance. Uh, we feel that whole life insurance has the, the guarantees um, and the history uh, where we can tell our clients, this is what you're going to have 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years in the future, you know, without any kind of concern that that's not going to happen. Um, we do need two riders to make our design work. We need a term insurance rider and a paid up additions rider. And we'll go more into what both of those riders are and what they do here in just a moment. We also want the policy to have flexible premiums. So especially with real estate investors, cash flow is not going to be the same year after year. So we we want to make sure that our clients have the ability to put either a minimum amount in or a maximum amount in depending on their funding ability that year. We also want to make sure that loans are available within the first month of starting a policy. That way you can get in there, borrow against your cash value right away and invest in that real estate property. Um, and we also prefer working with carriers that are familiar with this type of design and what we're trying to do with 100-year real estate investor. Because what we found is that the carriers that understand what we're doing are better able to provide superior customer service to not only us as agents, but also our clients. All right, so let's go into the actual design of the 100-year real estate investor policy. And there are four main parts to our policy. And what we're going to do is we're going to compare these different parts to a wheelbarrow. So the barrel of that wheelbarrow is the base policy or the whole life insurance death benefit. This is what's going to carry everything, right? This is going to be where all of the features and the benefits of the policy are held is inside that barrel. The next part is the wheel and that is the paid up additions rider. The paid up additions rider is where you actually contribute 
to grow your cash value. And so this is really what's powering that policy and what's moving it forward, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you really want to maximize what you're putting towards this wheel because the bigger a wheel you have, the faster your your policy can go. Mm -hmm. The next part is the legs of the wheelbarrow. And this is going to be the term insurance rider. Now, most people say, okay, I thought you guys work with whole life insurance. Why are we talking about term insurance, right? Well, we use term insurance as a rider inside the whole life insurance policy to do two things. Number one, we want to make sure that we have enough death benefit there to meet the IRS's requirements and have your policy grow tax advantaged, right? Mm -hmm. We all know that whole life insurance is more expensive than term insurance. So what we can do is we can use the term insurance rider to get the amount of insurance that we need at a lower cost. That provides savings to our clients and gets where those savings can go into the wheel, into Mm -hmm. the paid up additions rider, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So maximizing that cash value even more. Mm -hmm. So that term insurance rider. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That term insurance rider really kind of props up the policy um, and gives us the death benefit that we need. And then the last part there are the handles. And so that's going to be, you know, me, your insurance agent, that's going to be the 100 year real estate investor, uh, our sales team. And we are there to help guide you, right? Not only towards designing your policy and getting what you want out of it, but also once it's in place, guiding you on the best way to use that policy, how to borrow against it, how to pay it back, you know, all of those things. So we're really there to help you along the way. And Kristen, as I've been hearing throughout this entire presentation, it's really important to get on a call with a professional because everyone has a unique situation. Everyone has different goals. Everyone has a different time horizon. Everyone has different criteria that they're looking for. To me, it sounds like, all right, I have all this education. I know what I'm looking for, but still there's a professional out there that can help me implement this. Would you say that's a fair, fair assessment? Absolutely. Absolutely. There is no one size fits all policy mm-hmm. when it comes to this type of a strategy right? Mm -hmm. Everyone's going to have their own budget. Everyone's going to have their own goals. Um, And so we really work with each client to make sure that we're designing a policy to meet those requirements. And Kristen, I have one more question. Let's say I took out a policy three or four years ago, and I'm not sure if it has all of these designs or if I'm not sure it's working as efficiently as it should. Would it be smart for me to call up somebody from the 100-year team and say, hey, can you take a look at my policy and see if I can do anything about it or possibly purchase another policy? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So we do that all the time. Uh, We take a look at enforced policies. We make sure that they're designed properly. Mm-hmm. to meet the client's goals and objectives. Um, a lot of the times they are, you know, we can give our stamp of approval and say, this is great what you've done, continue to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, other times, if it's maybe missing an important feature, uh, we can let the client know and offer some al- alternatives to that policy. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. So I wanted to share with everyone an example of how our policies are different, you know, how this design makes an impact on how the policies are performing. Um, So what we have here is we have a 45-year-old man who is in good health and has a $25,000 annual budget. So uh, the premium that he's paying into his policy is $25,000 a year, and he pays that for 20 years. The design that you're looking at here is a traditional whole life insurance design. So this is really a policy that you can purchase from any insurance agent. Uh, They don't need to know how we specially design 
our policies to put together this type of a policy. You can see that he's going to start out with about $488,000 of death benefit that first year, and he'll have about $6,000 of cash value the first year. Now, that cash value over time starts to grow quite nicely, but for the clients that we're working with who want to borrow against their policy and really borrow against their policy quickly, having $6,000 for $25,000 that you're putting in is not going to cut it, mm-hmm. right? Yep. We really want to make sure that that cash value is maximized uh, that first year, short-term and long-term. So this is what our type of design would look like. And again, this is the same 45-year-old guy, uh, same health, same contribution, same insurance company. Um, the only difference here is that we've designed this policy with our specialized structure. And three times the cash value year one, three times the cash value year one, and you're not missing on a much death benefit either. Right. So 488 versus 428. That really shows what a big difference we can make using that term insurance rider, getting that cost of insurance down so we can maximize what's going into cash value year one. That's wonderful. Absolutely. And that's all I had to share today. So, you know, for our listeners out there, if they want to learn more, um, if they want to receive a proposal for a specially designed policy for themselves, they can scan that QR code on the screen or go to 100year.com. Yeah. And I think the other thing too, Gino, you've been down this road in years past where you you have multiple policies. And before we started working with the 100 year team, you actually actually should share your experience uh, because you started a policy that did not meet the criteria and now you're kicking yourself a little bit. Do you mind sharing that real quick? I have several stories. The first story was I took out a policy <laughs> 20 years ago. And when I met the team 20 years ago, it was, it was with a guardian life insurance company. And it's been enforced since you know the year 2000. They took a look at it. They said, don't touch the policy. The policy is really working well. It's generating significant returns. Now it's been working for years. So they said, don't touch the policy. A couple of years ago, I took out an index universal life policy, not the right policy for the 100 year real estate investor. I was at that point just trying to chase yield. I don't didn't have what we had call in real estate, a CapEx reserve. So I'm looking at my whole life policies now as that CapEx reserves, as that safety blanket. When there comes a deal, I'll be able to access that capital. I'm using it as a cash management tool. What I ultimately ended up doing was taking policies out of my children. So all of my children have policies. I'm putting cash into those policies. I'm funding them. I am the beneficiary so I can borrow from those policies myself and be able to utilize the dual asset strategy. So one of the reasons why I'm passionate about whole life insurance is I've been down the road. I've done okay in the beginning and the policy from 20 years ago, it's a different type. It's a different structure. The loan, when I take out and borrow against it is much higher than the policies that are you know enforced today. So there's been a great, I think a, a really nice evolution in the space. And it's, it's misunderstood. Most insurance agents don't know how to properly sell or properly advise their clients on whole life. For the majority of people out there, this may not be a strategy. But for the mass majority of people who listen to the Jake and Gino community, who listen to our podcast, it is for them. It is for people who are aspiring to be wealthy. It's an amazing strategy. We're talking about the dual asset strategy where you're putting money in and that $1 is for two purposes. You're, you're borrowing it out and buying another asset. So you're investing in an asset and you're creating another asset through it. So for me, the evolution of going out and buying a policy years and years ago 
I'm glad I made that investment years ago. I'm glad I bought that asset from going on and buying an IOL policy, which was not for me. I mean, it's doing well. It's okay. It's, my, it's on, my, on my third year. I'm okay with it. But Get it I'm right wish- on the front end, though. That's the thing. It's like anything. Yes. You want to get it right early on so you're not kicking yourself down the mm-hmm. road. That, and, that's and, the key. Get it right from day one. Yes. And I challenge everybody, go out and listen to the other trainings that we have. We have other trainings, whether it's a, whether it's for estate planning whether it's the benefits of whole life insurance. There's so many different trainings on the 100-year website. Go on there and educate yourself on it and see how this fits into your financial picture. Because Jake has said it from the very beginning. Life is all about personal financial engineering. If we can personally financially engineer it, the 100-year investor is all about responsibility and it's all about the long-term mindset. And to me, that's what life insurance is all about. Whole life for life. That's what we're talking about. Whole life for life. Buy an asset and use that asset to help you invest in other assets. Right. And Gina, you know, I have a lot of uh, clients that come to me and they say, oh, well, my, you know, my family member sells insurance, my cousin sells insurance, my friend sells insurance. Mm-hmm. That's great, you know, and, and absolutely give them business. You know, maybe that's a great person to get your term insurance from, your disability insurance from. But when it comes to a policy that you're going to be investing, you know, tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars into and strategically using it to invest in real estate, you really want to make sure that you work with someone that understands what you're trying to do and knows how to structure the policy in a way that you can accomplish those things. There's there's a lot of State Farm agents out there, and I've been called Jake from State Farm on more than one occasion. (laughs) But the truth is I wouldn't trust them to do my 100-year policy for the real estate investor. It's that simple. So I agree. All right, gang. Hey, great, great stuff today. Really appreciate it, Kristen. And uh, Gina, we'll see you next time. Thanks, gang. Thanks, guys. Thank you. 